Hey, Orthopreneurs, it's Dr. Glenn Krieger here. And let me tell you, the Orthopreneurs 2024 Summit, which is going to be on a Royal Caribbean ship, has taken off. I don't mean literally, but we actually booked an entire ship just for us. We started selling it already. And believe it or not, it's selling out fast. People want to come by themselves. People want to bring their team. People want to bring their families. Remember, there's a kids club there and there's also an adult only pool. So you can watch the presentations streaming throughout the whole ship. Imagine sitting in the pool with a drink in your hand, watching someone speak on tips and tricks to help your practice get better while you're sitting knee deep in a pool with a drink in your hand. Sounds pretty cool, right? Well, you've come to know the kind of meetings we put together, and this one's going to be even more exceptional and even more affordable. Go to opsummit2024.com to sign up now. Go visit an office and watch it. Talk to the team members. Talk to the office manager. Talk to the people in the lab. Talk to everybody and find out, how do I make what they have going work for me? And from the day I became an orthodontist, I started visiting offices. I'd spend time with the orthodontist, getting to learn about them and what made them successful. And then I would take videos or photos of things I saw around the office, which allowed my office to grow really fast and lower my stress level. That's all I'm offering to all of you. This, this, this is the Orthopreneur Show with Glenn Krieger, talking about the things you never learned in school, like marketing, management, and leadership. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Five Minute Friday. I'm your host, Glenn Krieger. And today I want to talk about something we all encounter on a regular basis online. We might want to try a new product, a new technique, uh, and we ask, hey, who's used this? Who's tried this? What experiences have you had? And there are opponents and there are proponents. There are those who've used it and love it. There are those who've never used it and hate it, which I always find very fascinating. But at the end of the day, you're going to get a whole group of answers, whether it's going back to the days of CBCT and whether or not we felt we should use them in practice, which I think still there's a bit of conversations that go on about that, sleep disordered breathing, you can find any any appliance, anything out there, you'll find on both sides. And at some point, the conversations become exhaustive. Those in favor are in favor, those against are against, and never the twain shall meet. But I want to offer you a piece of advice. When I was ever considering a piece of equipment, a new technique, I would simply get on a plane or get in a car and drive to somebody's office who did it and watch them and learn. See, most of the time, not to, to copy the old Henry Ford quote, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're usually right, which I love, by the way, because if you don't believe it, something works, it won't work. And if you do believe it will work, it generally does. Uh, and I'm not talking about confirmation bias. And so most of the cases when people do something, and let's talk about what started this conversation in the first place, remote, remote monitoring, whether it's dental monitoring, grin, or any other number of options you have out there, I want you to recognize that these things aren't automatic. Getting a CBCT in your office is not automatic. You just don't put it in and it takes images on its own. Great clinical photography doesn't happen on its own. And so you've got to put a lot of time and energy and effort into the front loading of these things. You've got to develop systems and policies. There has to be oversight. You've got to have a way of checking in and making sure that what you're doing is working and that if it isn't, let's tweak it. And there's a lot of discussions to be had, even something as simple as clinical photography. You know, there's something I've taught for literally almost a quarter of a century, and yet people will tell me, oh, my team can't use a DSLR. It's way too tough. Yeah, because you don't think they can, and they won't, and you allow that. Um, my team can take with a DSLR. They know they have to. They can get great images with a DSLR in three and a half minutes and get a nice set of images, right? Whether it's a DSLR or a point-and-shoot or a phone 
camera. It doesn't matter. You have to set up the systems. You have to do the training. You got to make sure there's checklists. You got to do the, the due diligence. And most systems and most policies in your office that are failing are not the fault of the person, right, or the system. Uh, it's that you didn't set it up effectively or you didn't oversee it correctly. A CBCT isn't a pain in the butt in your practice, and it works beautifully in 50 others uh, because the CBCT is at fault. Your clinical images suck, not be because the camera's broken and not because the other 50 offices are getting great images. It's because you, you took them to a photography course or sent them or a training like my online Orthopreneurs University course and said, here, watch it and never bother to spend time working with them on it. Why do I say this? Because history is full of examples of people in the ortho industry, in the dental industry, who worked really hard at systems and policies and had success with exactly what you're having trouble with. So when you tell me I, I'm thinking about getting remote monitoring in my practice, and there's people who say I hate it, and people who say I love it, well, go to the people who love it and go visit them for a morning, right? Say, hey, I, I hear you're having great experience with it. Can I come to your office and just you know watch you for you know, four hours and talk to you and learn how you're using it so I can see how I can do it effectively. Don't go see the person who's failing at it because you're not going to learn anything. And you say, but Glenn, my time's valuable. I don't want to get on a plane and go overnight or in the morning, right? Like I'm in Dallas. If you're anywhere in the middle of the United States, you can get on a plane at 7 a.m., be in Dallas by 9, 9.30 and be at my office by 10 and stay till two o'clock and get a lot out of it and be home for dinner. Okay, if you're East Coast or West Coast, you can find people to go visit easily within your time zones, guaranteed, who will teach you techniques. And so if you say it's not worth it, come on, seriously, the ability, for instance, remote uh, monitoring for us in my practice has allowed us to work with less team members. And I love team members, but less drama, less cost. It's paid for itself way multiples over. Um, my, my daily number of patients I see has dropped by 25%. It allows me to work more on the practice. It allows me to be more efficient. It allows me to bring in more patients if I need to, to increase my capacity. It allows me to take more time off if I want to. My partner has one day more off a month because of remote monitoring. So don't sit there and tell me, you know, I've never used it before, but it looks like a waste of money. I mean, it's such an ignorant statement to make. If you think you want it, they get on a plane, get in a car, and go follow somebody, go watch. And I'm not talking just about remote monitoring. I'm talking about, we hear this again in everything. Whenever there's new technology, the loudest opponents to CBCT are people who don't own a CBCT. The loudest opponents to asking uh, questions about sleep disordered breathing are those who never took a real course on sleep disordered breathing. So again, you want to learn about it, ask about it in orthopreneurs, learn about it, figure out the general gist, and then grab one of the names of the people who says, no, I've been doing sleep disordered breathing in my office for five years, and I have a whole team, and I work with an oral surgeon and a myofunctional therapist. For those people, go visit their office for a morning and talk to them and learn and find out, oh, I never use, you know, I, I love my CBCT. Great. Go visit that office and learn what makes them so happy with it, right? You'll find varying degrees of micromanagement and delegation, and these are the things you want to copy to make your life easier. So the takeaway message from this is ask the questions, see the responses, you know, ignore the ones who have no experience, I think, I feel strongly, because they're not of any help to you in any way, shape, or form. If somebody says, you know, I just don't see the value in it because of the money, whatever that might be, right? Going to their office doesn't serve you well at all, right? They, they can't prove anything. They said, I had it, and it didn't work for me. Great, can we set up a phone call? 
But more importantly, go visit an office and watch it. I talk to the team members, talk to the, the office manager, talk to the people in the lab, talk to everybody and find out how do I make what they have going work for me. And from the day I became an orthodontist, I started visiting offices uh, for the morning or for the day. I'd spend time with the orthodontist, getting to learn about them and what made them successful. And then I would take videos or photos at the, with their permission of things I saw around the office, which allowed my office to grow really fast and lower my stress level. That's all I'm offering to all of you. And so again, uh, do yourself a favor, visit an office, and last but not least, stop asking the stupid question of, do you have a financial interest in this product you're talking about? It is the most insulting question you can ask anybody. Because if you believe that you're for sale, that you personally are for sale, you know, that if I paid you to represent my product, that you would go lie to people. If that's how you think, then sure, go ask me the question. Because to you, you can't relate the fact that somebody could be paid and, and not be honest. Because the overwhelming majority of orthodontists I know don't want to screw anybody else over. They use a product and speak for them because they believe in it. But when you ask me about, do I have a financial connection? I always disclose it anyway. But it's so stupid because you're impugning my character. And you're asking me whether or not I take money to tell you bad information. And, and don't give me this whole concept of, well, you're tainted a little bit because you took money. No, you're not. No, you're not. I make way, 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 way more money in my practice than anything anybody can pay me. So again, let's stop with that stupid question of trying to look for some duplicitous relationship that's going to somehow, I'm going to convince you to use product X. And if you do, I'm going to make so much money. It's going to be ridiculous. And, and I'm going to do it at your expense because you're going to hate it. But I'm going to get over on you. Come on, folks. Let's get up and over that, right? It's so stupid. Love you all. Wishing you a great day. And please reach out to me if you have any questions.